You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Not one, not two, but three amazing preachers that are about to take the stage. Just a couple of minutes. So stay standing. I'm going to introduce all three of them. And uh, all of these people have, uh, are, are great connect people. They've, um, they've got involved in our church. They're part of communities. They lead communities and uh, connect groups. And, and so uh, that's why they're up here on the stage today. Um, but I want to introduce them. We can all clap and cheer after I'm done introducing them. And then they're just going to go fire, fire, fire. Three, three, three preachers in a row. You can clap, cheer, say amen, grind the stump, throw money, whatever you got to do to get involved. But we want them to, to, uh, to feel the love. But our first leadoff man is uh, Mr. Mitchell Arce. The Puerto Rican powerhouse. Married to the one and only Kate Arce. Um, and uh, Mitchell's just a... Uh, a great human being. Um, he's not just good looking and yoked. He's actually got a great heart about him. Um, he's been a big part of the junior high ministry. They've been leading connect groups in the young adult ministry. They have their connect group, but I feel like they take care of a lot of other people in, the, uh, in that community. And uh, just been, uh, you know, like all in from the day he got there. I'm not going to steal your thunder because he does have quite the story, but I'm not sure what he's preaching about. So I will leave it at that. He's come a long way. How about that? God bless you, sir. And then we have Mr. Gary Johnson, who's in the two-hole today. He is a, a powerhouse. Dude is at prayer on Tuesday mornings every week, and he always has a God story. Like, he always has a miracle story because he's actually believing God for stuff and praying and prophesying, and then he sees God, God answer his prayers. So he's a man of faith. Um, they lead the prayer team here at Balboa and an incredible connect group. And uh, Gary's just, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a, uh, a trusted voice in this house. Trusted voice in this house. Love you, sir. And then we have Pastor Melissa Higginbottom. husband lead pathfinders here at actually everywhere and uh and they've had like i mean some of the most amazing connect groups almost everybody here has probably been in their connect group if you've been here for over like five years and they would multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and now if you want to be in their connect group you need to be an apprentice <laughs> so um but uh, Melissa is uh, an includer, which is one of her amazing gifts. She's the hostess with the mostess. Uh, one of my favorite things about going to their place is you always feel welcome, you always feel at home, and then you can always get a latte at the end of the day. <laughs> she makes lattes at the end of the day, amazing. Um, but we just love you, Melissa, appreciate you. And uh, you are also, all three of you, very trusted voices here in this house. So this is your chance to clap and cheer, and then they're just going to go fire, fire, fire. Would you welcome to the stage, Mr. Mitchell Arce? Not for me, praise God. All glory to God. Uh, 
before I settle in, because I'm still emotional from worship, uh, thank yous are in order. And man, I, okay, I'm already gonna cry, so this is, a, this is not starting off well, so I'm gonna take a deep breath. You guys can be with me. Uh, my thank yous go to uh, our pastors, Pastor John and Becky. Our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen Leanne. I'm going to lump this together because there's so, so many people. Uh, Pastor Colin and Melissa, Pastor Sterling, Sir Marissa, Pastor Kenny and Ashley. Like, I don't, I don't know if you guys quite get how um, magnificent this opportunity is. Uh, but I, I won't dwell on that. I got a, a few things for you. So just thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate everything you've done for us, all of the things Four years of just incredible stuff, and I would cry if I thank my wife. So, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move away from that. Uh, I said in my vows that there are no words for what I have the love for. I have for her. So, I'm gonna move on from that. I'm not usually this sappy. This isn't. This isn't great. So. Uh, so my name, if you guys don't know me uh, and just think I'm a big, big baby crying, uh, my name is Mitch Mitchell. You can call me Papi Chulo. <laughs> don't call me, don't, I, I called myself that after this haircut yesterday. Uh, so uh, like Pastor John said, we, one of the hats we wear is uh, young adult uh, connect leaders here at Balboa. And um, I'm first up and I'm, I'm grateful to be that way. I actually take it upon myself to be first in a lot of, a lot of ways, just kind of get it out of the way and show people they can do it too. Um, so my hope is that for you guys to have the frame of mind and the position of heart to receive what the three of us have for you guys today. Is that cool? Is that all right? You guys, you guys good with that? And you, I'm speaking to people that don't like to be mediocre, right? You guys are, don't like to be mediocre. Uh, I'll show you how not to be, all right? So Proverbs 16.9, I'm going to share a fraction of 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 my story, uh, and I'll start with Proverbs 16.9. It's up there. Uh, so a man's heart, everybody say heart, plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Now everyone say steps. Yeah. All right, straight. So uh, I've had a lot of plans, and uh, some would say it's good plans. Uh, married, kids, a home, move out to the West Coast, graduate college, um, drive dope cars, have a lot of money, build businesses. Those are, those are good plans, right? But my plans are cool, but I would, I would say, to put it lightly, that the, the path was way off. The path was way off, okay? I had a lot of, a, a lot of good plans, uh, but in those plans, on that path, before this place, uh, I was a womanizer, I drank a lot, partied, manipulated, lied, I was insecure, dropped out of college, lied about that. It's a whole nother story. I was really short-sighted and I was timid and insecure. How many would agree that is not the way to get married, have kids, build a family, all those things, right? So, so again, I got to witness in my own hands and by my own perspective what happens when it's not, when it's my plans and mine alone. God's going to establish your plans because he's a good God and gives you free will. This is something that was heavy when I was going through this. He'll give you the steps. He's going to establish them, but you get to choose the path. My path 
was of least resistance, I would say. Four years ago, before I get there, my, my path crumbled. My path was insecure. Half, half, I half-stepped. I would pull back. I'd second-guess that step. I'd, I'd lie about this step and go that way. It was, my, it was my path. The path that is wide leads to destruction. It says in the Bible, the narrow path leads to life, leads to righteousness, leads to amazing things for you. It says that, he says that his path drips with abundance. My path was not doing that. <laughs> so four years ago, this is the fraction of a fraction of a story. Four years ago, we, we came to this place, and I would say I did make some smart choices. I listened to my then-girlfriend at the time, now wife, praise God. Uh, she was like, hey, you should probably go to this small group. Uh, it just happens to be up the street. Um, it's, a, it's a guy's group. It's all guys. You should probably go. Now... That was John Soriano's Connect four years ago. Shout out to that guy. Uh, big shout out to that guy. Now, Connect for us, just so you guys know, you guys aren't, aren't aware why we're doing this today. Connect is the bridge between the wide path and the narrow path, okay? And it's also the way that you stay on the narrow path. Over the four years, I've got it corrected a lot. So, so... The, the, but, but there's a responsibility in that bridge. There's a responsibility to, as John did, open up the door, invite people in, be vulnerable, be, be secure enough to, to bring people in, broken people, people, strangers. I'd never met the dude before he met me at the, at the front door. It's his responsibility to connect. It was my responsibility to say yes and follow in those established steps by God. That's where the connection is, right? So that, that, that's the responsibility on both ends. Now, people don't, don't typically say this. Those steps are hard. Those steps are challenging. Those steps are unfamiliar. Those steps are, are maybe uncertain. But I've found that I showed up anyway. I said yes anyway four years ago, and I found that if they're unfamiliar, if they're uncharacteristic, if they're, uh, what's the word? If, if, they're, um, if they're not quite your cup of tea, <laughs> that's a good sign. It was a really good sign for me because I did it anyway. Timid, insecure, broken, still a little manipulative, full of shame. I would hide because I was so shameful of everything and anything that I did. I was riddled by it. And I'm here today in the couple minutes I have just to kind of lay it on you guys that whether you're timid, feeling like I'm just shy or want to pull back because you don't have what it takes to start a connect group the way that God has for you to do it, or you're shy and timid and secure and kind of like I was really shameful. I had a great smile and I was real fit, but the exterior doesn't get you a lot of places. If you're either of those ways, this is your opportunity to be really bold and do it anyway. This is your opportunity right now. I'm going to pray for you guys that if you're feeling timid, You've identified with being shy. If you're like, oh, no, 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 I'll wait for later. I don't, I don't need to do it. People don't need to see me. I'm going to ask you, because God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. 
If that's you and you're timid and feeling like you want to break free from that, I'm going to ask you to stand up. On the count of three, if that's you, I just want you to make a bold stand. One, two, three, stand. Stay standing, stay standing. This applause is for you guys. This applause is not for me. It's from God, it's for you guys. I promise you, it's broken. So I'm gonna take a second, I'm gonna pray for you guys, and I'm gonna pass it off to Gary. So Father, I thank you for everybody standing, for the boldness of Judah to come upon them right now, the Spirit of God to fall on them in a powerful way. We break the spirit of timidity. We break the spirit of fear. We break that disgusting, ugly, shameful spirit, awful spirit off them right now. And we pray the Holy Spirit, fire comes upon them. That full certainty in what God has winds upward to life. Remember that. So I thank you that his plan in life. And we pray all of and we pray all of this and we believe that believe this wholeheartedly in Jesus this wholeheartedly in Jesus my this wholeheartedly in Jesus mighty wholeheartedly in Jesus mighty name wholeheartedly in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name amen 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 Wow, 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 Mitch. How am I supposed to follow that, man? Can't bet lead off next time. Well, uh, I'm so honored and humbled to be here uh, just to share some things with you this morning. Uh, and so go ahead and turn to Genesis. Pastor Becky only gave me 90 minutes. Uh, we're going to go through a little journey on the Bible. So just settle in. It is 90, right? It's nine? Okay. Okay, we're going to have to, this is kind of embarrassing. We're going to fast forward a little bit. You know, instead of Genesis, let's go to the book of Acts. If you would, please. Let's go to Acts chapter 9, and we're going to start reading in verse 28. So it says, he, being the apostle Paul, debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. Yikes. So when the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea, and they sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord, and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you real quickly about going from surviving to thriving. From surviving to thriving. You see, this is a journey that Many of us, not only have we gone through it, we're going through it right now. So we all heard, you know, about Paul's amazing conversion experience, right? He had this amazing encounter with Jesus himself, and this gets all the attention. But it's amazing to me that these three short verses sum up one of the most key points of our lives that we'll ever hear. You see, Paul was transformed in a moment when he met Jesus, but his life was shaped, not there. His life was shaped, what we see right here, in a community group. This is what shaped the man who changed the world in a community group. So the first thing, of, there's three things we're going to learn from these scriptures right here. So the three things, starting with number one, is in community we can find healing. I'm going to count to three, and then we can all say find healing. Ready? One, two, four, Find healing. 
It's okay. You guys can't count very good, but we'll learn. So we can find healing, right? So let's look at what we find here. Paul arrives. He's a, he's a new Christian, brand new. He knows everything, right? He's bold. He's cocky. He's getting in fights with anyone. I know none of us have ever heard of a Christian like that before. But so Paul gets rescued out of this and he gets brought into a small community and he shows up. He is sleep deprived. He's hungry. He's broke, no job, no income. And he's just trying to stay alive. And then he comes into a community of believers where they're able to sit him down, hug on him, love on him, build him up and shape him into the person who does the impossible. Can it be that this is the secret for us all? Can I say this real quick? It's okay to not be okay. See, the way to get healed for so many of us is to be willing to admit right now, I'm kind of broken. I'm kind of jacked up. So we came here to Awaken Church seven and a half years ago. We're one of Pastor Colin and Melissa's uh, people from seven and a half years ago. And so we had felt like God was leaving us. We, we moved out of state. Everything fell apart. All the plans fell apart. We came back, got a, got a job here in San Diego. The company falls apart. I lose my job. Everything that we're planning is falling to pieces. We showed up to their connect group seven years ago, a mess. And it was so refreshing just to be in a place where Pastor Colin, I want to honor you and Pastor Melissa for what you did in our lives, helping us to find healing and restoration. And it's the same story that God has for each of us that we can find healing in connect groups. And can I just say this as well? This is not like being broken and needing restoration is not for people who are like not mature believers. Because when I get mature, then I'm not going to go through that anymore. No, listen, there are seasons. There are traumatic events that happen in life that are going to do this. This is part of the journey, not being willing to just stand back and play it safe. Because if we're following God, then there's going to be a lot of times that we're going to be out there. It's going to be kind of crazy. We're going to experience things in life, but we need to be willing to let God once again heal us and restore us. So six months ago, we had this huge pandemic shutdown, right? And honestly, man, our family, we were hurting. We were messed up. We were dealing with uh, tons of anxiety in our family. It was a super, super rough time. And our amazing uh, co-leads with our Connect group, Yin, Yimei, and Jin, thank you so much. So I, I called them up and I, and I said, Jin, I got to be honest with you, man. We're, we're messed up. Can we come over? Can we spend the day with you? So we, we came over, we went swimming and just hung out with them. They prayed with us, encouraged us. And I can promise you, we would not be here today without them. Thank you so much. So this is the first thing that we find is we find healing. The second thing we find family. Ready? One, two, three. Find family. All right. You're getting better at this. All right. So, um, you know, it's interesting that it says Paul, he could have left there and gone anywhere, but it says specifically they brought Paul to his hometown. You see, Paul, he came back to people. He knew them. They knew him. He could do life with these people. So, you know, it, there's nothing that can replace my blood family, but there are many things that I will only share with my church family. 
See, these are the people that have the same kingdom mindset that I have. They're passionately pursuing the same things that I'm pursuing. They understand. They help me carry my burdens, lift me up when I'm weak. These are the people that I do life with. This is the family that Paul discovered. And once again, it shaped everything for him. Now, we've seen so many amazing miracles in our connect group. It's, it's amazing, even during this, this season, what we've seen, the explosion that's happened in our connect group. And we've seen so many miracles, um, financial and families in all different ways. But the coolest miracle of all, in the middle of just what you heard Pastor Jurgen talking about, nationwide, we're seeing uh, suicide rates skyrocketing. We're seeing depression rates skyrocketing. And in the middle, the eye of the storm, we've seen people living in complete wholeness. No matter what attack is coming against them, they're living in wholeness. The phrase that we've heard more than anything else during this season is, this is family. No matter what happens, I can literally call these people at midnight and they will come here wherever I'm at. They will be there for me. None of us is meant to be alone. Pastor Jurgen, he already kind of stole my thunder. He still said the scripture in Genesis, you know, God said it is not good that man is alone. But the crazy thing is when God said that Adam wasn't alone. What does the Bible tell us? It says every day Adam walked with God in the garden. He wasn't alone, but God said it's not good that man is alone. Why? Because he knew how he created us. He created us with an intense passion and a necessity to live in intimate relationship with each other. We cannot do this life alone. We have to have each other. Listen, I need you and you need me. We need each other. We cannot do this life alone. We must have each other. You know, I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, The social distancing thing was not invented by God. It was not invented by Gavin Newsom. It was invented by a dude with two horns, long tail and a pitchfork. Or at least that's how I've heard him described. Now, listen, I mean, I understand if there's reasons that we need to use wisdom and quarantine, but I just want to tell you right now that that does not disqualify in any way the way that God created us, that we cannot live alone. All right. So the third thing that we find in community, we find peace. Bible says there that that Paul and all the church found peace. So this is interesting because it says they found peace, but we know that just because Paul stopped persecuting the church, persecution didn't stop. Matter of fact, it got worse. An entire empire started hunting down believers for the explicit purpose of torturing and killing men, women, and children who were part of the way, but they found peace. You see, peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is knowing that no matter what conflict tries to come against me, I have God on one side of me and my family on the other side of me. I will never face conflict alone. And when you come to that place, you will find peace. It doesn't matter what attack comes against you. You will have his peace. So, you know, I just want to end with this real quick. Um, God works miracles every day. Every day. But he does them in unexpected ways. 
And I just want to say something real quick. I believe as I was preparing, the Holy Spirit said this, that in an unexpected way, many people that are going to be here in this service have been praying for a miracle for many, many years, have not seen it. And he's saying your miracle is found in community. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with community. No, no. Your miracle is waiting for you and it's found in community. And specifically, Pastor Melissa, I heard him single you out. He said he heard you in the quiet. It's not too late. They're going to happen. He hears your miracles too, Pastor Colin. But he singled you out and he said it's coming. Thank you, everyone. Wow. Okay. I was not going to cry. Thanks, Carrie. Wow. How incredible was that? Oh my gosh. It's so fun to see Gary powerhouse. Yeah. Like in our, I think our second or third connect group. Yeah. I remember we went out to coffee bean memories and uh so amazing him and pastor summer peterson used to have a cook-off we'd we'd be the judge of who like brought the better food which was wonderful because then i didn't have to cook so my teenage boys were so happy their favorite thing about was connect was the good food that was coming and then so and then mitchell boss rc what an og apprentice you guys from the first class the thoroughbreds yes which is so crazy to see now because after this semester we'll have over 200 graduated apprentices what the heck and that is all due to our incredible pastors pastor Jurgen and Leanne who believe in that with their whole heart and pastor John and Becky who are also Pathfinder to the core and believe in that so like why don't you guys cheer for our pastors when I take a drink my mouth is dry okay all right so I'm not going to say anything like mind blowing, but you know, God will speak something mind blowing to you while I talk. I just got some practical stuff, but it ties in, which is my favorite thing about these Sundays. Um, connection is so important and I love a church that values it. And I think my number one point is exactly what they talked about is sometimes you need to be the one to make the first move. As hard as it is, I remember my very first cherish night. We just moved here from Seattle. I literally knew no one no one. And I walk in, it was at a hotel at this time and I walk in and everybody was super nice. We've all been nice, always been nice. That's never been, you know, that's never changed. Um, uh, but I was just, you know, everybody greeted me and I was like kind of overwhelmed. Eh. And so I literally was so like, oh my gosh, I went to the bathroom. Thank God it was a hotel where the bathrooms were like in the back. And I went into a stall and I just bawled my eyes out. And I was like, God, I have no friends. I'm friendly. I love people. I need friends. Like, what am I to do? We've been here two weeks and I have no friends. Like it was, and that's a long time for me. Okay. That's a long time. Okay. And so I just called up a friend and we prayed. And then Mark 2:11 says, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home. So Jesus healed this guy that was lowered through the roof and he didn't say, he said, oh, he's always going to be with us. So Jesus never leaves us, but he didn't say, Hey, you've never walked before. I'm going to hold your hand and walk you home. He says, get up, grab your own mat and go home. And I was like, wow. And so the Holy Spirit was like, get up, wipe off your tears, open the bathroom stall and get out there. Cause I was leaving. I was going to my car. I didn't feel good. My tummy hurt. I had a headache. I did not feel good. Ah, so 
Sometimes it's hard, but you got to make the first move. And sometimes it's not just one time. It's a couple times. And I know sometimes it's harder for some people. Providence, God sees you come planted all this. And then you move away. God takes you to grow and learn. And then you come back and you're trying to find it again. God sees you. You are amazing, amazing, amazing. So sometimes it's getting that again. So that brings you to point number two. Sometimes you just got to put yourself out there like multiple times. Okay. And I know it's not easy and I know it's awkward. So I'm going to give you something really practical. This is what I do. Okay. Find something about somebody that you can compliment. Okay. Because one, everybody loves to hear how awesome they look or what, you know, oh, thanks. Um, wow. Don't make me lose my thought. Um, okay. But the other thing about it is it's really genuine. Okay, so I love shoes. Okay, so our, my first DNA class, I spot Tessa Fuller, Pastor Tessa Fuller. I was like, oh, I, I love your shoes. And then the conversation started. And then I don't know, months later, here we are with the Fullers launching our first connect group with the Fullers, which they only let us keep it for six weeks because it grew so fast. They made us multiply. So we were like, what? But it was super fun. But it's just a practical way to make a connection with people. Find something you can compliment. Start the conversation. Walk yourself over. Just get it out and see what can happen from there. Yes? Amen. All right. Wow, I got five minutes left. I almost have time to do a dance. I was like going so fast to get done. Am I talking really fast? Jason said, take a breath if I get nervous. Nice to see you here. Um, all our Pathfinder people, yes? So fun when our Pathfinder people come together. But that actually brings me into the third point, which one of my favorite things is after you've taken the time to get out there multiple times. I remember, I do remember there was a time a couple months after we moved here where I was just like, God, would somebody invite us over? We were constantly having people over to our house. And it was just like, I kind of got a little bit tired of always inviting people over to our house. Um, and then I remember again, Mark and Summer Peterson inviting us over. And that was like our first, like, oh, our first party. And then you go and you're still really nervous, which I know you guys can't believe that I was like nervous and like, you know, I'm so obnoxious and fun and loud that you'd think it would just be easy. But I still remember going into that house with all these people coming in and, and, uh, just, man, putting yourself out there. Yes. So then grow, connect group grows, connect group goes, and God just finally brings a convergence where we get to work with the marketplace people, the pathfinder people that we love, and we launch the apprenticeship. Yes, so incredible. And I think the funnest part is, is after you're connected, getting somebody else connected, bringing somebody else into their tribe, watching somebody else experience convergence is so fun to see and know that you are a part of that in their world is one of the most exciting and thrilling things to see like as a person. And then I think it goes to what you guys were talking about in doing life together in first Thessalonians 5:11. the screens broke. So that's why the scriptures aren't coming up there. They're working on it. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just in fact, as you are doing, which is one of the best things about this church is the encouragement of each other. So many times I've prayed for people. I've talked to people who have found the best friends they have ever had in their whole life here at this church. The most encouraging church. I mean, our pastors are the most encouraging people on the planet um, and that flows from the top down. And so I think it's so fun when you finally just kind of step out, put yourself there, 
do it multiple times, and then rally around, find the path, like you talked about, that God has for you to thrive in, and then bring other people along with you. And before you know it, you're standing up here on stage going, I can't believe we have an apprenticeship with over 200 graduates that are all freaking bosses. They are not mediocre people. They are amazing people. And you just kind of are in awe that you're in the place that you're in. You look around like, how the heck do we get here? And obviously it's God. But then again, it's doing good going back and doing all the things that, that they talked about and then listening to the rest of the messages from today and then getting other people and then inviting other people along on your journey. And before you know it again, you're going to be looking next to you, in front of you and be at, behind you. And you're going to have this tribe that lights you up so much. We were talking to somebody last week who literally for the first time in her life said she experienced convergence. She goes, I don't drink coffee, but I was driving in my car feeling like I had like two cups of coffee. I have never been so happy in my whole life. And that's coming out of this whole Pathfinders ministry that God now has us in. And I just started crying and I was like, God, how in the world? And then I remembered it's an amazing church. It's an amazing God. It's an amazing community, all coming around together, loving on each other, encouraging each other, building each other up. And then we all get to experience wins together. Yes. So that's all I have. Pastor John's going to come up and finish. Do I give him the mic? Come on, let's give it up for all the, the preachers. That was helping me. I hope that you guys listened to what they were saying. If we just did what they all just said, we would all experience the same fruit that they had. And what I love about what they, what Melissa was just saying is, you know, don't just receive. Like the Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. So once you get to experience that connect group, you know, the idea is for you to go do that for somebody else and for them to go do that for somebody else. And, uh, and connect group and community, the, the theme of today has been, it's the community that transforms your life. Like it's hard to do life by yourself. It's hard to do Christianity by yourself. And when I say that, I mean, we, like I had friends my whole life, just they weren't Christian friends. Until I met Becky and she took me to that, to that connect group. And then all of a sudden, now I, I started to meet friends, people that were on the same path as me, people that I could connect with, that could encourage me, and that changed everything for me. And I know it'll change everything for you because it's, it's biblical. And today I was just thinking about, um, about Jesus. And, you know, Jesus was the Messiah. He was God in the flesh. And he had his, his crew, his disciples, um, and they went from disciples to being friends. Like, like even Jesus had friends. Even the Messiah needed friends. And I was thinking about, I wonder if he would have gone all the way to the cross if he didn't have friends, have support, if he didn't have people with him. If he looked at his friends, friends. We all, we all need, we all need friend, friends. Uh, we don't need to come you. And it's a, it's, and it's a, it's that reciprocal relationship that changes us and that helps us. Somebody said 90% of your success, or 90% of your future. It's like, you know, you kind of look, you know, you kind of look back and, 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 you kind of look back and, kind of look back and, look back and think about the people that you've met and where you are now and where you could have been. And even, even in, you know, the people that you're, you're married to, I've if I wouldn't have married my wife, I look at, you know, my life, where it would have been, it would have been, 
you know, if I haven't met Colin, one of my best friends, if I haven't met Kenny, if I haven't met Colin, you know, if I haven't, where, where would we, I don't know. God intertwines all of these things. So I wanna encourage you today, be strong, be bold. I love uh, the words that you guys were sharing and I love that timidity got broken off of people today. And, and uh, but now you gotta take that next step. You gotta, you gotta go and get involved. Miracles happen when we move. Do you like that, Augusta? Worship team, tryouts are coming up, people. Um, but why don't you close your eyes and let me just pray for you. Uh, you might be here today, and I want to give you an opportunity. The very first connection and community we need is Jesus. He's the first step. He's that first bold step. So if you're here and you've never invited Jesus into your life, or you might be here and maybe one time you did, but you've kind of taken your life back. But today you're saying, you know what? I want to get back into community with Jesus. With every eye closed and head bowed, I want to give you that opportunity. So if that's you, if you've never surrendered your life to God, or if you've, you have, but say you want to rededicate, can you just lift your hand where you are so I can pray for you? Is there anybody like that? God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Oh, up here to my right. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you over here. I see this hand over here. Thank you. Amen. With every eye closed and head bowed, I want to just pray a prayer. And I want everybody in the building to pray it, especially those of you that lifted your hand. There was three or four of you that lifted your hand. And I want you to pray these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, today, I invite you into my life and I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I ask that you would help me live a life that glorifies you. Today, I declare that I am saved, that heaven is my home and that God is my father. In Jesus name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.